0: You know, the scale of the money, as someone who came from the working class, is pretty intense. And I will, in the course of a day, be having a discussion with my family about the sum of a couple hundred dollars, which is very meaningful. And then with a founder, in the sum of tens of millions
1: of dollars, which is also very meaningful. I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to Sand Hill Road. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. Mercy Grace is young, a millennial. She's been a venture capitalist for a matter of months. So when she got onto an elevator recently at a private event with a waitress and a fellow event goer, a business person, this happened.
0: I had been there a little bit early and already established a rapport with this waitress. So uh, she and I are joking around together about something. I leave the elevator and pick up my glass of wine that was sitting there and then turn to say something to the guest who'd been in the elevator with me. And she looks quite confused for a beat and then says, Oh my God, I thought you worked here. I'm so embarrassed.
1: It is funny once people realize you're not the valet or you're not the waitress that they then apologize as if being a valet or a waitress was something that somebody needed to apologize for. I've waited tables. I waited tables at a really nice restaurant. But yet people say, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were the waitress.
0: Yeah. People say that they're sorry and they're authentically embarrassed. And so I turn and I look at the waitress and we sort of share a moment. uh, And I felt a distinct sense of class vertigo at that time.
1: I love that term, class vertigo, because it immediately explains what it is you're talking about. You came from a a modest upbringing, but now you're a big shot venture capitalist. So you do, you have class vertigo. I do have class vertigo. What's the biggest change now that working on Sand Hill Road and working with millions of dollars that, that makes you think, I can't believe I'm doing this and I'm in this place?
0: You know, the scale of the money, as someone who came from the working class, is pretty intense. And I will, in the course of a day, be having a discussion with my family about the sum of a couple hundred dollars, which is very meaningful, and then with the founder, in the sum of tens of millions of dollars, which is also very meaningful, in very different contexts, and sometimes switch between those conversations in the matter of moments.
1: Grace started in the video game industry as a founder and then was very, very successful at the startup Slack and joined Lightspeed as a first time venture capitalist six months ago. And it's been learn as you go. I still don't know all of the terms
0: and certainly not the acronyms uh, of VC. And I learn as I go. I Google things, I ask a lot of questions. I often ask people to explain acronyms when they use them. And 20% of the time, they won't know. <laughs>
1: I don't want anybody to be under the impression you're anything but brilliant and well-educated, but I am fascinated by that idea when we get into our situations in which somebody uses a term we don't know. There are two ways you can go. There's the, oh, yeah, 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 I totally know. Or you can say, I'm sorry, can we just stop for a second? I don't know what that is. And it takes a certain amount of confidence to say in a board meeting or whatnot, I'm sorry, I don't know what that is.
0: I have often found that being the person who asks questions that seem like maybe you should know them puts you in a position where people reach back out to you and are very helpful in return. Uh, And it also puts you in, I think, a vulnerable spot in which people relate to you more as a
1: person. And sometimes you're pointing out the emperor has no clothes. Everybody thinks, oh, thank God somebody pointed that out because I didn't know either.
0: It is an unintentional burn.
1: (laughs) Are you still approaching deals and pitch meetings from a founder's mentality, or have you been able to cross over to the other side of the conference room?
0: It's interesting, in as much as I have recently solved the very hard problems that most founders are trying to solve, finding product market fit, scaling a team, hiring great people, I have a lot of empathy and connection and ability to connect with founders. Uh, And then now being a VC, I feel a lot of sympathy for VCs that I certainly did not feel as a former founder.
1: That does give you an advantage over somebody who's been on Sand Hill Road for 20 years. They're, I'm sure, brilliant. I'm sure they've made wonderful—they wouldn't be on Sand Hill Road for 20 years if they weren't, right? But it does give you a certain amount of insight into, hey, I was just in a company last year or the year before.
0: Absolutely. And I think the risk for me is to not put myself too much in the position of the founder and think, oh, if I were this person, I would solve the problem doing X, Y, Z, and instead let them tell me how they're going to solve it. The thing that's most surprising about VC is the context switching. What I didn't appreciate as a founder is that a founder walks into a room, it is one of a handful of meetings that they're going to have, probably in the course of fundraising. And for me, it may be the fifth or even 10th meeting that day. And the scale of companies, very small, Uh, growth stage companies and the different things that they may be working on is quite difficult to get used to
2: Ah. the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to carvana it doesn't get any better than this your favorite seat's the best spot in the house make it even better by entering your license plate or vin and getting a real offer in minutes there really is no place like home and speaking of home carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
3: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: What's the idea that you would, if somebody walked in and said, here's what I want to do, in which you would say, I have been waiting for somebody to do that.
0: I think for a really unique idea, I'm looking for something around experiences for Millennials and Gen Z. Uh, I am an elder millennial, and uh, uh, Millennials and Gen Z are the generations that I think value experiences more than things and want to be out there in the world uh, doing it for the gram, uh, taking Instagram photos uh, as the point of the experience sometimes. And I am really interested in finding unique businesses that I wouldn't have thought of around that space.
1: Mercy Grace, investor at Lightspeed Venture Partners. Now, if you have an idea in which you think she'd be interested, a really unique idea she's looking for, she welcomes pitches on Twitter. Her DMs are open. She's at Mercy, M-E-R-C-I. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC Bay Area and everywhere in the world on iTunes at, at pressheartv.com.